Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bitch boys, bitch boys Bitch boys, bitch boys Bitch boys, bitch boys Bitch boys, bitch boys Bitchin' the fuck out of shit Binge boys, in your ears right now I'm Hal Rudnick, across from me is the street-fighting man, Lon Harris <laughs> Lon, <laughs> you, uh you got a little color and not that you were in the sun. Once again, that- you are a master of audio only comedy. Just diving right into the most visual observation yes. you can make. Folks, Lon's he's got a shiner, out, folks. Lon's got a shiner. Out, I do. I have a, I have what looks to be a black eye. It is from Taco the dog. He very enthusiastically in the morning. He sometimes jumps. He's always in my bed. He sleeps in my bed with me, Taco the dog. Uh, mm-hmm. But in the morning, you know, when he senses me waking up, when the alarm's going off, when the day is beginning, he jumps around. He gets excited. We're about to go on a walk. He's looking oh, forward yeah. to that. He's going to get a treat. He's maybe going to have some water. There's a lot. It's a, it's an exciting time to be alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taco greets the day with great enthusiasm. And in this particular morning, and this was already like three days ago, he uh, he happened to jump in his paw, hit my eye, and his, his claw actually scratched above my eye. And Ooh. that injury at the time felt much more grievous to me. Like I was like, oh, I thought, I, you know, I would have a cut. It wasn't really that bad. It has already healed up. But it looks like, you know, the, the bruising around my eye makes it look like I got into a fist fight. But no, I I did not. Nobody. Yeah, it looks it. like you bumped into some ruffian at uh, the local watering hole, I, and he no, said, "Let's I take just, it outside." I walked into a door, Hal. I why well, slipped and who, fell. Who hurt you? Who I'm hurt such you? a klutz, you know. I uh, no, no. I'd say I'm fine. Everything's fine. Taco and I this. are not in an abusive relationship. Okay, so would you, Lon, still classify Taco as a good boy? Taco's definitely a good boy. This was not this was not on purpose. He's never, as I was saying to you before, uh, because the, now I have to do that, you know, when you Zoom people, when you have a black eye, you got to do the like, there's a point in the conversation where it's like, I either have to come out and be like, look, I know that I have a black eye. It's a totally innocent thing. I was not, nobody's hurting me. I'm not injured. <laughs> uh or just not mention it. And and so, uh, you know, you always have to like sort of you got a few moments to like make that make that judgment call of like, oh, am sure. I going to am I going to am I going to get into it or am I not going to get into it? I, I was telling you my dog, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Sometimes he'll nip or bite on purpose 
because he doesn't like you touching around his eyes. And dogs sure. get all this crusties, all these little crusties, this dried uh, mucus that comes out of their eyes and it, it accumulates it's on the fur. Dog. You're, you're, you're putting that on dogs like humans. Oh, we, we get the same thing. We just have fingers that make it easy for us yes. to just get oh, in I, there. I am constantly in my eye. And that yeah, made, exactly. that dogs made this COVID time. You're you're lording. Look look. You're lording the fact that you have these uh, prehensile, uh, you oh, know, yes, maneuverable these fingers. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, listen, I love to digit brag. Yeah, geez, like it's not it's not tough enough to be a dog. I mean, it was tough being a person through COVID because they're like, don't touch your face, especially not your eyes or any mucus uh, areas. They're living like that. Like, you know, they, they've got that the paw along the side of the face maneuver. Oh, yeah. It's not, no, it's he, not the best. It's little not Little Wayne does not like me going into his eye, and he will growl. And normally a mild-mannered, you know, a, a pretty easygoing pup. But when you get near his eye, he will let you know that uh, you are in no man's land. Taco doesn't talk. Taco doesn't. He's not good with other dogs, but he will allow me to absolutely manhandle him. I could do whatever. He does not object. Like I could hold him upside down like a baby and dig into his eyes, and he's like, "Go for it, man. Get in there." Now that's a little TMI there, uh, Lon. Yeah, um, you can hear more of this talk. You can hear more of this kind of talk it's behind like our that. Uh, puppy it's paywall, a, behind the puppy Patreon it's paywall. It's purely in a caretaking uh, capacity. That Come on, don't be disgusting. Listen, I'll lay you on your back and dig in your eyes, you big cutie pie. That's not, what? That's not, that, I don't know what. More of that talk behind the paywall. That's, now it's, <laughs> now it's gross. You're making, for the record, you're making this gross, not me. And certainly not Taco. That's not the first time that phrase has been directed at me by yeah, uh, no. a person. I wouldn't think You're it making was. this gross, not I me. I wouldn't think it was. No <laughs> one ever would have suggested that. It's time for oh, the news. That weird throat sound that Hal makes means it's time for the news. With Lon. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. We know him. We love him. I don't know. Your feelings may vary. He's oh, yeah. a very no, divisive he's, figure. He's, he's, a, he's, great. he's great. I'm a fan. He may come on board. He's in talks, quote unquote, mm -hmm. to come on board the FX Justified Revival series to direct a few episodes, one or two episodes. Not a Ooh. not a permanent uh, long term commitment here. Uh, of course, he has previously worked with returning star Timothy Oliphant on Once Upon a Time Once in upon Hollywood. Time in Hollywood, he was the. Uh uh, of course, he was playing a sheriff in a Western of scenario. Of course, naturally. <laughs> uh, also, uh, he, this is not QT's first time adapting the work of author Elmore Leonard. The novel Rum Punch inspired his 1997 Jackie film, Jackie Brown. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so the new Justified show is based on the Elmore Leonard novel City Primeval, High Noon in Detroit. It's going to mm. be set eight years after the original FX Justified series. Gotcha. Makes sense. Uh, Timothy Oliphant's hair is a little grayer, so you gotta. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Is sure. Timothy Oliphant the is are are all of his sheriffs like the same guy just traveling around to different places? Well, I don't. I think you know that that's not true because we're talking about the the guy. Uh, you know, Marshall is the guy Givens, on Tatooine. Marshall is Givens Tatooine? is a U.S. marshal from Justified. And is and, that the same uh, guy on Cobb Tatooine? Vanth is on the planet Tatooine long ago uh, in a galaxy far, far away. So you're saying yes How or no? They so you're be, saying no. yes I'm or saying, no? They're not the same guy. It's the same actor. They're not playing the same person. 
Oh, so is it the sheriff is the is like the actor in a fictional making of the Mandalorian? We got some new details this week about Apple's mega deal with Skydance Media. Ooh, that's exciting. That's David Ellison's production company that previously had a deal with Paramount Pictures. Uh, Skydance films, they, you know, the, the huge franchise movies with Paramount, your, your Mission Impossibles, your Star Treks, your Terminators. If uh, I could just say, yeah, sometimes I'll look up into the clouds and I'll see a bird just beautifully in flight and I'll say, that little fella's doing a Skydance. <laughs> that's that's where David Ellison came up with the name for his company. He was just he was watching into the birds. <laughs> he was counting his father's money and he was watching birds. <gasps> and he was like, those birds are doing a sky dance and that will be the name of the company. And, and we shall make Terminator Dark Fate. <laughs> so shall it be done. Uh, yeah, no, they make, like, uh, franchise crap. Uh, they still yeah. have... So there's still some Skydance slash Paramount films to come. Uh, Top Gun Maverick is one of theirs. Transformers... Oh, that thing's been waiting to be released Yeah, that for, one's what, been five, in the wings for years? a while. Yeah, a little while. And uh, Transformers Rise of the Beast. That's the ones with uh, Anthony Ramos that's coming up. So, so they're after they're, those movies cycle through, they're next going to focus on films for Apple Studios. They may go to theaters. They may go directly to Apple TV Plus. We don't know yet. Uh, and this looks like a one of the biggest deals between a production company and a studio, maybe ever, with Skydance producing two films per year for Apple with budgets of around $125 million a pop. Woo! This also looks like what's known as a put deal, Hal. Oh, uh, what, what is that? That's when a production... Thank you, I'm glad you asked. That's when a production company, basically, they're going to send the studio whatever they want and the studio is agreeing to release it. So it's not like uh, Apple's going to go through Skydance's library and be like, we want this one and we want that one. Skydance is going to be like, here's the next movie. And Apple's going to be like, here we go. It's coming out in theaters or on Apple. So Apple can't even, like, edit or remove, like... What if there's like a full, like a, a like f full sex? I mean, I don't, I don't know the uh, details of the agreement, but I also feel like, uh, you know, I don't know full, full sex, like you, like a porn, like Skydance is like whatever. Full we're gonna sex release means to you. We're going to like well, full like like a sexy movie. I feel like Apple would be like, yeah, let's. Put a put a sexy movie on Woo! TV Plus. I don't feel like there's been any sort of sexiness is verboten, but you know I do feel like if it was just straight up triple X hardcore porn, yeah, I feel like Apple might. I feel like there might be a clause where it's like you can't just make like a blacked, like you can't just make an episode of of a vixen, you know. Uh, what if it's like oh, like this like. What a tense, uh, seemingly accurate, well-acted historical drama, except there was a very realistic toilet cam <laughs> in one scene. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a historical drama, but they but in a, in a historical era where they still had toilets. So it's not that long ago. You know, yeah, like 19th, 20th century. Okay, like, so right. Yeah, so like it's, like, it's, a, like, it's oh, like a 40s is, thing. Like it's this not... is like an Oscar cont contender, except 
you put a doggone toilet cam in there. Yeah, that's and, just and it's a like that is just some raw off-putting footage. Yeah, be like, okay, listen, well, we said we wanted to release whatever Skydance had in store for 2024. We did not mean Bang Bust the movie. I'm not sure <laughs> where that even got started. Why? It feels out of date to even make Bang Bust the movie. I don't even know if that's a site anymore. That's yeah, Bang, a- Bang Bust was pop- more popular several years ago, I would say. Yeah, that's like an old school. Yeah, more. I mean, even Brazzers, like Brazzers. Yeah, the even that. Series. The kids are into the VR now. You know, give the folks your Brazzers password, Lon. <laughs> Why would you a password? Why would you assume I had a membership to Brazzers? <laughs> <laughs> Not even like watch Brazzers videos on one of those free streaming sites. You went right to, oh, this guy's got a monthly subscription to Brazzers. Just brazzing it up. (laughs) I don't know why I'm particularly offended by that. Like, even of all the different kinds of pornography I could subscribe to, (laughs) that it would be that one. Anyway. Uh, Netflix announced Chappelle's Home Team, Hal. This is a series of four comedy specials from host and producer Dave Chappelle. Mm. But he's showcasing some of his favorite comedians. He's not doing... He's just there to present... And then the comedians, it's their special. So the first one, it will probably be out by the time this episode hits listener ears. It's uh, Friday when we're recording this. It comes out on Monday. That features Earthquake, his Mm -hmm. fellow DC comic. Uh, And then the next one after that is going to feature another DC comic, Chappelle Show veteran Donald Rawlings. See, I, when I, this is, uh, you know, uh, intriguing. I, when I think DC Comics, I think, oh, you got you got Batman, Green Lantern, sure, Superman. Keep I don't going. think about name a few go a few more. That can't be all of them. What? <laughs> oh, I, saying, oh, no, I can't. I can keep going. Yeah, Flash, Wonder Woman. There you go. The the uh, uh, Wonder Twins. Okay, sure. Gleek. That, that, I think they were made up for the Super Friends cartoon as opposed to for the comics originally. But I, Apache okay. Chief. What is he a DC character? All right, maybe Apache Chief a, was. I think he's in a Hanna Barbera character. He was in Super Friends. Was he? Yeah. Now I'm the, now the I'm going to look this up. Apache Chief. Apache. No, you're right. You are right. Apache yeah. Chief was a DC Comics character. I stand corrected. Yeah, and and then he he like got. Oh giant, wait, no, hang like, on, hang on. No, you're right. He was. He, I think he was probably introduced for the cartoon, and that yes, okay, created by Hanna Barbera. He was a he was a TV character, and then they retroactively on Super Friends in ret- the Hall ret- of Justice. He retroactively, was hanging out Justice. they they put him in the comics, but he was made up for the TV show. I just remember on Super Friends you had Aquaman. I, I'm saying, Wo- I wouldn't Wonder- count him as I a DC Comics character originally. He's a Hanna Barbera character. I ju- I'm just saying I don't remember Earthquake and Donnell Rawlings at the Hall of Justice. Yes, because you're pretending to not know that I mean Washington DC. They're comics. They're comedians from the and great American scene. city and of Washington. Scene. What a tremendous! That's bit. the game. That was. What a I feel like. We really took that one about as far as it could possibly go. Oh, maybe a, a little too far. Almost definitely. Uh, I would I would add, of course, Dave Chappelle. We got to mm-hmm. mention, still a controversial figure after The Closer, mm-hmm. his last Netflix special. And also, after being a bad neighbor, you decide 
People mm. were, I brought this up on Twitter that he, you know, he got up at this city council meeting. I saw uh, it. They were discussing a housing development and he was like, I don't know why you would side with this housing development when me and my company are bringing even more money into this community. Why would you listen to him and not me? And people were like, no, but there's not really going to be that much affordable housing. And it wasn't really that good of an idea, this housing development. And it was like, I didn't think that was what was objectionable. It was like he just sounded like a dick. It was just like, just because you're going to spend money in this town gives you the right to like, you're the you're the boss now, you're the mayor. Yeah, he gave them an ultimatum. And additionally, it did sound like, like, I don't know all the details. So, you know, drag me or uh, enlighten me if you want. But it, it sounded like he was against low-income housing for people, and they thought it was, like, going to bring down property values he and stuff. Did, he didn't say that specifically. And, like, like I said, That's I don't it know. Like, yeah. I don't know the details of this deal or this mm -hmm. development or whether it's going to be affordable housing or not. That was what was reported. Maybe the reports were inaccurate. Uh, I just thought the video made him seem like a dick and like he feels like yeah. because he's spending all this money in Yellow Springs, Ohio, he's like the mayor of Kingstown now and everybody's got to <laughs> like go through him. And it's like, you're not the fucking mayor of Kingstown. Jeremy yeah. Renner is the mayor of Kingstown, buddy. You love that show. You bring it up whenever you can. I mean, listen, if somebody's trying to act like they're the mayor of Kingstown, I think I got it. It's my job to set them straight as the one guy watching mayor of Kingstown. Paramount Plus, mayor of Kingstown, folks. T Taylor, uh, Taylor, Taylor Sheridan, Taylor Sheridan. One of the 18 Paramount Plus Taylor Sheridan shows. Oh, Paramount Plus is in the Taylor Sheridan business. And business oh, my God, they are. There's three. Good. I told you about that. There are three on the way. Not even connected to all the Yellowstone ones, which there's way more. Right. There's three just brand new Taylor Sheridan in the Sheridan-verse shows on the way. That's fucking crazy, man. Oh, yeah. The, the Sheridan factory is humming. That's, there's that Billy Bob Thornton one where he's an oil tycoon. And then there's the Zoe yeah. Saldana one where she's the CIA uh, mm -hmm. whatever operative. Uh, and then there's that uh, Stallone uh, mafia in Tulsa one. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rocky goes to Tulsa. Yeah. There you go. Uh, yeah, I'm in Tulsa now. Hey. Yeah, exactly. What's going on? Bringing the mob here to Tulsa. That's my... Where do you get some uh, get some good uh, uh, noodles with gravy? You know, like, Rocky's always asking people for noodles with gravy. For noodles that's, with gravy. That's his thing. That's his thing. Uh, I don't even know. I have no idea where the fuck we were. Oh, right. Yeah, Chappelle. Chappelle being so... a piece of shit. Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, he's, a, he's he's a great comedian, uh, but he was. To, I, when was the last time? When was the last he a time good he neighbor? was good? It's been a long time. You know what? I'll tell you when the last time was uh, when he was good in in the closer. But he was also bad in the closer. There mm. is the rub. I it's got like, the if yin it and the. It was funny. I would be like, it's funny. Like I don't. There, there were some funny bits, but there's also some transphobic bullshit, which he needs to get the fuck off of. Like, it's really a bad look. And he doesn't even, he, he know not what he speaketh when he, when he wades into that yeah, territory. I mean, I, so I, it's a real bummer. It's a real bummer. Cause he's a, cause he's a, he's one of the greats.
I mean, yeah, his old, his, like, the, there's a lot of stuff that he's done that I admire very much. I think he, he was one of the greats. I, I, it, it's been a pretty, it's been a pretty bad tumble. Like, it's been a while. Tarnishing it's been a while sure, since I found him sure. that funny. And, and planting his flag on the hill and saying, I'm a turf. Yeah. Like, literally, like, yeah, saying that. Not just having people um, label him with that pejorative, but accepting it for himself, that it is gross. Uh, I will say, having said all that, Donna Rawlings is very funny. I don't know earthquake stuff oh, that well. Hell yeah. Donna Rawlings is hilarious. Uh, I have seen him in person. And also a delightful little part in, you know, I'll never, I, I cannot, I can't uh, not think of uh, Donna Rawlings without thinking about him on The Wire as the limo yes, driver. Yes, yes. Uh, a, a very funny comedian. So I'm yeah. going to watch that special, even though my current distaste for Dave Chappelle, because right. listen, funny's funny. Uh, I like a comedy. Uh, moving on. Inventing Anna, the Anna Delvey series from Shonda mm. Rhimes, set mm -hmm. a new record for English-language Netflix originals. This is a new record since, you know, they switched. They used to count how many households tuned in for at least two minutes of the show. And yeah. that was how they decided what the popular shows were. So they stopped doing that. And they started counting how many hours are watched globally of the show in its first week. And that's how they count what's most popular now. So since they started doing that, the most popular English language Netflix original is Inventing Anna, this Anna Delvey series with Julia Garner as the famous New York scammer, also known as Anna Sorokin. Uh, mm -hmm. More than any other, 196 million hours globally in its first full week online. That's more than any other original show in English since Netflix started counting this way. The rest of the top five in English language shows also includes You, The Witcher, Sex Education, and Cobra Kai. Now, of course, I'm, I'm saying English language because all of these are well behind the real number Squid one. Game. Squid Game. Korea Squid Game. Uh, 517 million hours of Squid Game were watched in just one week around wow, the end we. of September 2021. Uh, that's way the hell ahead of Inventing Anna, so... Uh, yeah, no one is close to Squid Game's record yet. Like my, when my sister, uh, June, who lives in New Jersey and uh, was like, oh, yeah, I watched the Squid Game. I knew like that's yeah. like, all right, she doesn't watch anything. And she watched yeah. the Squid Game. Uh, but yeah. and, and, and I mean, <laughs> in, in every country, like that's yeah. what like a lot of shows like that. Inventing Anna is like that in America. It just mm -hmm. doesn't have the spread. Whereas Squid Game was like everywhere, like literally oh, yeah. all around the world, everybody watched Squid Game. Absolutely, and I, I you know, I know you didn't, you uh, didn't watch, uh, not that interested in inventing Anna. I just uh, honestly, I feel like as much as I like Julia Garner, I feel like I read this story, and so I don't feel that yeah. compelled to go back. I just feel like I know the ins and outs, you know. Julia Garner uh, is is great. It's uh, like a dual storyline. Like the time construction is very weird on the show. And uh, I, all the Julia Garner stuff is super watchable because that's the end when the Anna Delvey like committing her fraud and everything. But the other storylines, not that compelling. And it's the show. It's, a, you know, it's just it just gets by with solely Julia Garner. That's the only thing really just that that sucked me in about it. Everything else. I was just kind of lukewarm. I think we're in this moment right now where 
all the big movies from last year that I didn't get around yep. to seeing are coming yep. online. Yeah, and we're in the run-up to Oscars. And yeah, and we're we're getting a lot of big streaming debuts lately. And and, and I honestly mm-hmm. just haven't in a normal time I probably would have watched it by now, but. I just haven't gotten around to it. It's, I'm not accusing you of being a bad watcher. You're really a better not. watcher well, you better than not I. Be You're you a better watcher. You're a better bitch. watcher than I am. I'm a very good watch. Except in this case. Uh, moving on to something I have watched. <laughs> yes. Simon Lviv, the Tilda, the, the Tinder Swintendler, the, the, the Tinder Swindler, you know. I, I totally understand that mistake, but it's the Tinder Swindler. The Tilda Swinton. He's Close back in enough. the news this week. Uh, he was on Inside Edition. They did two nights. They gave him two nights. Oh, uh, my goodness. Two nights of Tinder swindling. Uh, he claims he's innocent. He was just a single guy looking to meet some ladies on Tinder. Things got out of hand. I don't know how he explains all the texts about his enemies and his bodyguard. And I I, mean, I didn't watch the entire yeah. interview segment, so I can't get into all the details. But he also appeared alongside his current girlfriend, Kate Conlin. Uh, she's uh-huh. sticking by him. Uh, he is like, look, uh, innocent of all charges, uh, even though he did do he did do some jail time. He's uh, he's out now. Mm-hmm. But he went in Israel. He was jailed in Israel for for I think five months for his Tinder swindling. But now he's out. Basically, if you see this guy, he's banned from Tinder. But if you see him on dating apps, uh, I don't know. Maybe swipe left. You know, like I don't know. Because he he might uh, move on to try to become the Bumble burglar. Yeah, the, there's a there's no the the you know the the hinge uh, the hinge heister. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't have a good one for like plenty of fish. The match dot fraud. I don't know. Okay, okay. Uh, you know, I'm 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 trying my best here. Um, but you know what I'll say about that guy? What's that? A naughty boy. He's not a very he's, he's very, not very naughty. Nice. You very should not. Naughty boy. You should not create a romantic pyramid scheme. Uh, a very naughty Jewish boy. I don't. I maintain. I, I keep giving I keep coming back to this. I the, the numbers don't add up. The financials don't make sense. I there's another level here to this scheme. There's he's he's franchising it somehow or something because there's not enough money coming in. A fraudster, a, you know. A, no, but a, how how exponentially how many women could he possibly be pulling this scam on at a time? Just num- numerically, unless they were very rich women, no matter how much they, how much could you personally, like, Hal, if you could, I, I, I don't know, you're a very wealthy man. I'm saying for an <laughs> average per- for an average person, uh, you know, like, how much money can you really access even if you start taking out loans before you just go belly up? Like, it can't be that much. No, of course. 30 grand, like 40 yeah. grand, like 50 grand. Oh, yeah, grand? like just milking, siphoning. Until and just like, like the bills come due and people are like, I'm not loaning you more money. Yeah, and then when you're in these wealthy playgrounds like Ibiza and uh, the south of France or wherever the hell he was hobnobbing around, yeah, like that's he, like a weekend. That's like a long weekend. Right, and he was like so freely like renting luxury cars and Balling. boats and and like Balling crazy out. restaurants with these crazy liquor bills. And it was like, I don't private jets. Like you can't, I couldn't pay for that even for a week or two. Hell even no. if I really wanted to 100% believed in all my heart that it was to keep this guy safe. Like, 
I don't know. Something about it just feels like unless he had like 10 girlfriends at a time and he was just keeping it all afloat constantly. I don't know how the money works. Are you positing some sort of conspiracy that Netflix conspired with Simon Leviev to make? No, I'm saying I don't understand. the. I don't think we have the full detail. I'm sure he was a fraud. And I'm sure these women were scammed. I believe them 100%. He's clearly a piece of shit who was taking Mm -hmm. advantage of them. I'm just saying, I think he may have been doing other kinds of fraud that we don't Mm. know about because it doesn't fully explain the level of fraud. Oh, maybe he maybe he was uh, perpetrating a couple of slip and falls. I I mean, I don't I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But even the Tinder swindling seems like maybe is a cover for an even more dastardly type of fraud. Oh, perhaps uh, 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 of, 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 a, of a smuggling, of a trafficking. Oh, of a, you, you know what I'm saying? You heard it here. Lon going on the record, accusing Simon Leviev of human trafficking. That's what I said. That's exactly what I said. Thank you. Take this uh, as. No, I don't know. I don't what, what should I, I should not say that. Yeah, maybe he ran a puppy mill. I think that's what I was saying. I was more <laughs> I was more saying I think he was selling bazookas. Uh, to the Norwegians, I think. Oh, no. I mean, You don't want those Norwegians to get their hands on bazookas, and he's just the kind of guy to make that happen. I mean, the, 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 no, no, Norway, just stone's throw from Finland. Finland, right next door to Russia. Oh, my God. Here we go. Controversy. Dipping into yes. controversy. Anyway, don't get Tinder swindled is what I'm saying. Look look up a picture of Simon Laviv and then if you see him, swipe left. That's all I'm saying. If you take one thing away from today's podcast, it's don't get hinge binged. What would the uh, don't get, maybe don't uh, the grinder the grinder swindler. <laughs> don't get grinder swindled. That's what I'm saying. Oh, maybe he was you know what? Maybe he was playing both sides of the fence. Maybe he was, uh, you know, playing oh, for both teams. Oh, that's now I, I love this theory. Yes. So that, while he was Tinder swindling and he was grinder swindling, you know, he would he would uh, he would uh, romance the ladies and then he'd meet up with the fellas. That's you're never going to get caught that way because if you switch off those those communities aren't in touch as much as you'd think. I, I mean, maybe he was playing it on the download. Different networks, different gossip networks. Yeah. Indeed. <laughs> Netflix grabbed the rights to author Mark Olden's Black Samurai novels and plans to turn them into a movie franchise. These books center on American soldier Robert Sand, who serves in Japan. He studies martial arts. He becomes the first black samurai. There is there is a guy, Yasuke, I believe, the it was a historical black samurai. Mm. But in these books... We say, you know, okay, this guy Robert Sand. Uh, the books previously inspired a 1977 black exploitation film called Black Samurai, starring Jim Kelly. That I have sad to report, I have not seen. Ah, um, who'd win in a fight, the Black Samurai or the Last Samurai? I'm gonna go ahead and say because the Last Samurai is in fact Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. Probably the Black Samurai. But honestly, I may, I might, I might be wrong about that. Uh, I haven't seen The Last Samurai in a long time. Is Tom Cruise the last samurai, or is he just a witness to the last of the samurai? I'm not sure he's the numerically final samurai. I don't know. I don't know if he's the last samurai, but he's definitely like a 
uh, a white Caucasian samurai. He is a white dude who is present at the sort of close of the samurai era. Mm -hmm. But I don't recall, I don't want to say for sure specifically, Tom Cruise is the last samurai. I don't know. That's the funny Uh, joke to make. Because obviously, like, ridiculous. Like, why is this white guy a samurai? Yeah. I don't know. I never saw the movie. It's really, it's one of those movies that's like, it's totally defined, and I'm not defending it. That yeah. trope is fucking ridiculous, and it's stupid, and we should just be able to make movies about actual, authentic Japanese samurai without yes. needing them to star a white dude. And finally, Hollywood is just slowly starting to wake up to this fact. Mm-hmm. Having said all that, it's one of those movies where there's a lot to recommend the movie other than this ridiculous, dumbass mistake, and it just gets lost in the why would they do that of it all, you know? Right. Right. Anyway. Anyway, Black Samurai, folks. Look out for it. Moving on. Shout Factory grabbed the distribution rights for the classic 80s sitcom ALF and plans to bring it back to streaming platforms. Now, ALF previously was licensed by Lionsgate, and they streamed it on Tubi, but that deal expired last year. So Shout is going to bring it back and find a new home for it. They own not only the live-action ALF, but the two ALF animated series. There's ALF the animated series, and then one I do not recall called ALF Tales uh, that was also on. And then there's also a TV movie called Project ALF. Wow, see, I only knew about... Well, I, I only knew about the sitcom. I don't, you know, now that I'm thinking, like, I'm there closing my eyes There was a whole mini ALF thinking, first, yeah. I can picture an animated ALF, but yeah, I... Yeah, there was, there was an animated series in that because it was a sci-fi premise, but they were very limited, of course, because it was an 80s sitcom. Yeah, it they was were limited the to puppet. a living room set. It was just the living room and then the ALF puppet. And there was a kitchen as well. Uh... And I believe there was also a garage where Willie had his workshop and Alf would also pop up in there. But they basically were just working with a sitcom and then a puppet. But the Mm -hmm. cartoon could take Alf on actual adventures because it was a cartoon. Yes. Uh, Anyway, but Shout is also... They they apparently have big plans for this property and they want to do more fresh Alf-related digital content. So I throw it to you, Hal Rudnick. What are some uh, scenarios in 2022 you'd like to see Alf in? Oh, boy. Uh, Well, you know, I I feel like I haven't gotten to see Alf's home planet, Melmac, uh, very much. So maybe like. Certainly outside of the cartoons, never. Not ever on the show. So maybe uh, like Real Housewives of Melmac. I mean, what, was Melmac destroyed? I don't recall. Oh, was it? Is there like a I Superman don't know. situation? I feel like here? Alf just left, but Melmac is still there. You'll correct okay. me if I'm wrong. Oh, and then also, you know, this isn't like it is, I'm just saying it isn't like a Krypton thing. Like Alf's not the last survivor of Melmac; he's just right. from Melmac and ended up on Earth. Yeah, I don't know if Melmac's still there, but that's one. I uh, think and then Melmac another is still one, there. Another one would be, you know, what was what was Alf's guilty pleasure food? Cats, right? Yes, he loved to eat. He, he had a hankering. It wasn't for even cats. a guilty pleasure. It was just his favorite food, and, his and favorite also food was and also was a your... favorite source of comedy. Was he was yes. always on the lookout for delicious cats to consume. Exactly. Uh, so what if uh, what if Alf gets uh, a job at the ASPCA? Now, are you suggesting this is a reality show or? It could be like an Animal Planet type show. Or another sitcom. This is just another sitcom. Alf's back at it and now he's working at an animal shelter. 
I mean, this could be like a dark kind of Dexter where, uh, oh. except like maybe so he's looking Alf for bad. Like, he's looking oh, for oh. evil cats. <laughs> He'll only eat bad cats. Yeah, it's, it's it could be or yeah, it's a or reality show. It's like can Alf, uh, you know, we're putting him around his favorite food. Can he take care of these cats without? Eating the cute little ado- uh, kittens for adoption. It's uh, ASPCA. Alf stops pussy eating. <laughs> oh, no. You got to work on but, that no, title. But yeah, I, way I'm off with base. You I, on I the premise. I'm with you on the premise until you got to that title. Here's, here's my thought. Yeah. Discovery Plus... You do one of those alien investigation, alien hunter shows, but yes. the expedition is led by Alf. Who better to help us track down alien mm-hmm. visitors than an alien who's trapped on Earth, but also who's kind of lazy and funny and going to make it a fun adventure? I like it. I like yeah. it. Uh, uh-huh. I mean, Alf Hunters, starring Alf. Alf Hunters. Nice, nice. With, with me, Alf. Hey, Willie! That's my Alf impression. Oh, that's pretty good. Or just like, you know, what about Alf? Uh, and uh, he, he's a lovable prankster, except all of his pranks are setting up toilet cams in restaurants. Uh, he's, he's, that's, he's <laughs> one of the really impractical jokers. <laughs> the impractical and inappropriate jokers starring Alf. Yep. Yep. I feel like what it's going to be, it's going to be like Alpha and Masked Singer in like two seasons. Like that's what we're really looking at. They're just going to throw Alf into like one of these other fucking dumbass shows. Like that's that's what it's going to be. It's not going to be anything good and great like a toilet cam show like like Hal is pitching. Oh, man, that would be just that's, my, I don't, my what wheelhouse. Is that, why is that your new thing? Listen, it's my running gag for this episode. Every episode, I have a running gag. And it's always disgusting. Yes. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Final news story, Hal. Yes. Slow. I don't know why this was such a slow news week, but it was. Maybe there's, you know what? There's other news. There's more important news going on in the world. Yeah. I think maybe that's why Uh, everybody was like, listen, let's pump the brakes on entertainment news. People have their focus elsewhere. I'm not here to say that's wrong. To that, the weekend was going to, did you hear about that story? Uh, So the weekend, the uh, the, uh, R&B sensation um, was, was tweeting almost concurrently with the onset of the uh of uh the strife in the Ukra- in Ukraine that tomorrow like it is on it was like almost like bombs were dropping in oh and he thought he was promoting something and and he was promoting something well right but he didn't realize that Tataya he didn't realize that Russia was invading Ukraine and then someone said hey dude like you are uh like these tweets of yours are coinciding with bombs landing in Ukraine. And he's like, oh, oh, shoot. And like he posted an apology and he's going to hold off on his big release. So, well, there you go. Good for you. Good for you. The weekend. And, and, and so that's why. So, so there, there was not that much streaming news this week. One last uh, item. Yes. Netflix canceled the sci-fi drama series, another life after two seasons. Uh, This Mm. was not, 
that much of a surprise. Season 2 arrived back in October 2021. The fact that we had not heard an update since then did not bode well for the show. Uh, mm -hmm. It was set in the future. Uh, a mysterious alien artifact crash lands on Earth. And then Katie Sackhoff from uh, Battlestar Galactica, she starred as astronaut Nico Breckenridge, who leads an expedition into deep space to search for the extraterrestrials who sent the object in the first place. Uh, I watched the show. It was really, really silly. It was like oh. it was like an attempt to do a, you know, like a throwback '90s like Firefly like space crew on an adventure yeah. in the universe kind of thing. Uh, but it was just like. I, there was so many ideas like piled on top of one another. Like the ship had this like AI that fell in love with the captain. And then there was all this crazy tech stuff with the alien species mm. that they were chasing down and like holograms and like they get into your brain. And like, there was just what? so much. And it was like baffling that they tried to pack it all into two seasons. Wow. What was the name of the show again? Another life. I don't even know it. Oh my god! No, there's so many. There's so purview. many shows on Netflix now that stuff like this just comes and goes. I and like that Katie Sackoff. I was glad to see her on uh, Mandalorian, but yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. No. I mean, she. She's sort of now. She's going to be Bo Katan on uh, Disney Plus shows, but. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. No. It was. It was a. I will say it was a very, like, fast-paced, like, it did have that old-school episodic feeling. of It feels like it could have been on, like, Sci-Fi Channel in, like, the early aughts. Like, it had that tone and, like, that willingness to just, like, go for it. And, like, right. oh, this episode is the sentient AI that steers the ship is in love with the captain. Or, like, okay, in this episode, like, we run into, like, a different alien species and they look like crabs, you know? And it's just, like wild you know like and and i appreciated that because so many of our shows are like dark and gritty and realistic mm -hmm. and you know and it or it's like these big heady ideas like so much of the sci-fi today is like hard sci-fi like yeah you know it's been like we, we were it's like foundation or whatever mm -hmm. oh yes and like this was just like old school silly sci-fi fun it's just fun like and not like openly dumb yeah. and dorky and just like whiz bang space adventure and like i don't know i i i'm nostalgic for that babylon 5 era and this was this was a throwback to that for sure adios we say but now it's over i mean those first two seasons are still up uh, so if you wanted to go back and Selma Blair has a lot of fun and goes really over the top in season one as like a human who, uh, is like a turncoat who works with the aliens and like, you know, it's a goofy show. It's there. If you want it, tell us the name again, Lon. Another life. That's on Netflix. Another life. Cancel. Coming up. We watch programs and we're going to talk about them. That's not a that's not a teaser. Tell them at least the name of one of the things we watched. Uh, coming up, the movie, the three five five. That's the one you pick. All right. Well, what do you want to talk about first? Long? It's, it's it's fine. It's fine. I'm just kidding. It's fine. Juan, we both watched the three five five. We did on Peacock. 
It is on Peacock. It's only on Peacock right now if you want to watch it for free on a streaming service. I believe it is also available to buy on VOD and on uh, Blu-ray. The, it's ladies' night in Hey-o. the spy world, everybody. I, Jessica Chastain, yeah, Lupita Nyong'o, Diane Kruger, Penelope Cruz. Fun Bing Bing. Yeah, Fun Bing Bing. There is a device that controls all of the technology in the world, essentially. And it fell into the wrong hands. My God. And these ladies are out to recover it and save yep. the world. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll I tell you what. I'll tell you what now. This comes from Simon Kinberg, who previously directed Dark Phoenix, that, that X-Men that oh, terrible not X-Men a great movie. X-Men and movie, this yeah. is a this is a significant improvement on that. Uh th- although it's not a good movie. But I I will say mm-hmm. uh the trailer made me very worried that this was going to be a red notice. Like it seemed like it had strong red notice tendencies, but it's not. It's purely a conventional throwback spy thriller. It reminds me of the sort of like girl power spy thriller strong female character ensemble thing that would have come out again like late 90s early aughts like it feels like kind of old school in a way that is sort of charming i thought uh a lot of good actors and actresses and uh you know like the action is only okay it's very generic and obvious like there is a twist that i won't ruin in terms of jessica chastain's character and you you see you see where that story's going a mile away. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. nothing really that surprising about how any of this stuff works out. Uh, but you know, like I, I I had a good time watching it. It's it's an easy laid back view. I didn't hate this. I thought I would really hate this, and it's only okay. Yeah, like you can poke a million holes. You could turn it into a like Swiss cheese with like a, a, every like thing, or it's like what. Oh, and then you have to just like swallow it and move forward with the movie. I didn't like the the MacGuffin is like like you said. Oh, it's like a little drive, and it can unlock anything in the world. You could take control of any piece of technology instantly, seamlessly. They're just like, see that plane over there? <clears throat> boop boop boop, and then the plane like explodes, and it's like, yeah, come the fuck on. Like, I mean, you don't have to. It's just. Like, be a little bit more clever and specific mm-hmm. and it'll be more interesting. Like, oh, we came up with a beep bop that can do anything. It's just like, I mean, it just feels lazy at this point. Like, I just feel ridiculous. Like, come up with something a terrorist could conceivably have. Not just a do any terrorism you please at any moment button. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. Fucking stupid. If you had that device, Lon, what would what would you use do, it for? I don't want to do a terrorism. Why would I want to hack into anything? You know what? If I had that device, I would hack into your Twitter <gasps> and then start railing about cancel culture. How dare you, sir? I would yeah. never do something like that to you. No, I legitimately have no desire to hack the planet or anyone else. Uh, I'll tell you what I would do. I would destroy that thing. That's oh, wow. too much power That's for any one person That's... to have. Oh, look at sir. you. Very nice. Come on. Like, I, I, just any other thing is more interesting than that. Yeah. But not only is there this, like, master device, uh, but 
Lupita Nyong'o's character has this crazy device. Like, whatever building or area she's in, like, she's able to, like, hack into, like, every camera or satellite and read everything. They're all government agents. So she's plugged into some network that gives her access to, like, every surveillance system around the world. Yeah, like, I, I was just a little bit beside myself. I'm like, wait, what? How is she able to see everything that's happening? It's, it's not one of those movies like a born thing where they're trying to make it at least semi like real world. Like what can technology really do? This yeah. is purely in the comic book fantasy. Like they're just super spies and they have access to anything they need. Yes and no. Yes and no. It, it Like everything is so over the top, but they try to like, pawn it off as like, oh yeah, no, it's, it, it's grounded. It's not ground. <laughs> it's like they're not in on their own joke much of the time. I agree with you that the movie, the movie is not necessarily set in a purposefully heightened world. Yes. I'm just saying it's set in a heightened world. Like it's a dumb movie. It's set in dumb movie world. Like that's Here's a couple of things that happened very early on. I'm not giving anything like spoilers uh really. But the device is made by not like the best computer hacker in the world or not uh like a government super agent hired to create these devices. The son of a Colombian drug lord yeah. just so happened to make this once in a lifetime device. Like, not that, like, you know, a kid in uh, Colombia, South America, uh, couldn't make this. Are you are you saying Colombians don't know about technology? Like, why would a young Colombian not be able to make that device? But like, I would say that if it was about like a young kid and it's like, what? What if he was a member of the family Madrigal and his magic door gave him uh, to magic technology that he was a science whiz. You know what? Anything's possible in the world of magic. Yeah. But, but yeah, it was just a little bit. You of didn't a, think of that, did you? Just a little bit of a head scratcher. No, the movie is fucking stupid, folks. Yeah, Sebastian stupid. Stan is in this movie. He and is. Uh, he and uh, Jessica Chastain are partners. And this, I'm not spoiling anything. And here. lovers. And lovers. <laughs> and they have, uh, if you go back and watch that sex scene, which I have on repeat many, many times, times. Yeah. Many times. Uh-huh. Uh, it's one of the most unsexy sex <laughs> scenes of all time. They're, let's, they're on a... A mission, and again, I'm not. This is the very beginning of the movie. This is not spoiling anything. I'm oh, not gonna give right. Anything they're, yeah, they're, but, right. but they're on a mission where, like, they have they've been they've been best friends and partners for a while. Then they're on a mission where they have to pay, play husband and wife uh, in this covert operation, and uh, t- that's their cover. And they they're like, maybe you know, before we go in, and like, don't tell me you hadn't thought about it. And they're like, no, no, we shouldn't. And then the sexual tension finally breaks and they sleep. But it's so just like, oh, that's it. I don't know. It's one of those. It's a modern movie sex scene where they want to show they want to be a grown up movie that has sex scenes in it and show these movie stars being sexy. 
but they don't really want to show them having sex. Like they don't, they know yeah. that the audience doesn't have an appetite for that anymore. And Jessica Chastain doesn't want to show her body off. Like it's just, they're not mm -hmm. into it. So they're doing it in a perfunctory way. And I think that's what you're right. reacting to. Well, no, that, but there wasn't any seduction or anything. I don't know. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's, I agree. It, it, give me a little tease. I feel like if you're going to do it, my, my message would be, if you're going to have a sex scene, yeah, it should be really sexy and get into it or otherwise don't bother. Moderate, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the ending is kind of ridiculous. And also, like, there's a lot of like, oh, they, like, the good guys got the, got, got the technology. Now the bad guys have it again. Now the good guys have it. And right. like, before the climax, the uh, and I'm not going to give anything away again. I keep saying that because like <laughs> I don't want people to worry about spoilers. Uh, the the bad guys get the thing back, and they leave all of the super spies, like the best spies in the world, apparently alive. And then there's like a full arsenal. They have like they open a door and like oh we have a full arsenal. There's a lot uh, like, of like <laughs> the bad guys would obviously just shoot these people in the head yes. and they're like, no, yes. leave them alive for now. There's like a lot of those moments that are just like, well, they'd all be dead. And then they open a door and it's like, it's that scene. I love this scene in every movie, Lon, where you open a door or like you open a secret compartment. It's in like John Wick. It's in the Matrix. It's uh it's in the Kingsman where you open a door and it's like, oh, wall of guns. And it's like, it's like, oh, I guess we're, I guess we're, we're finished. And then they open a door. Oh, wall of guns. It's, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's I, goofy. I, didn't, I didn't like that at the end because it's so clearly trying to lead into like some doofus franchise and like yes. this, this doesn't need, I mean, Good luck to them. I'm not saying I wouldn't see the three, five, six or whatever the next one is, but ah. like, uh, <laughs> I don't, you don't have to play it like that. So corny and so obviously like hoping we'll get a part two now. Now we're an official team with a name and here's, and it's just like, I right, stop it. You know, like, I don't, yeah. I didn't like that. I, I feel like just, just let it be what it is. The old guard did the same thing last mm -hmm. year where it's like, it ends on this note of like, ah, maybe part two. Right, and it's like, right. just fucking do it or don't man. Like, I don't know. To like what Lon was saying, it's, it's not uh, like it's not a dour watch. It's enjoyable uh, in certain, but like they are kind of having fun. And just for like, if you want something dumb and forgettable that you can like kind of go in and out of, maybe like you're doing work at the same time and it's on, uh, the 355 is there for you on Peacock. Lon, we also watched uh, the new show from Apple TV Plus, directed by Ben Stiller, starring Adam Scott, Severance. And uh, I, I'm I'm into this. Like I wanna, I it, only three episodes are up. I wanna watch yeah. more of it. I'm like I'm like upload the rest. Apple. Uh, I like the show a lot. Uh, I I think it's uh it's well directed by uh, Mr. Ben Stiller, the the actor comedian, uh, bon vivant, uh, film director. I, I will say, like, I don't think enough people talk about one of his other recent directorial efforts, Escape at Danamora, which I thought was so well done and just captures like this dark, like, like unappealing world and story so well. And uh, one of uh, the stars of that limited series 
What, uh, Patricia Arquette is also in this. I think he does a good job, and I think Dan Erickson, who wrote it, like it's there's there's a very interesting sort of Charlie Kaufman esque question at the heart of this show, which is about uh, these these employees for a tech company called Lumen, uh, and their minds are they they're they have a surgical procedure that divides their brains. So there is one version of themselves that is awake and has memories during their work hours, and then another part of their mind that experiences their home lives when they are not at work. So they go to the office and then they take this elevator down to the severed floor at Lumen. And once they get down there, their work brain kicks in. And that person only has memories of being at work. Mm -hmm. And, and, and the, this raises a lot of interesting questions about what they call their Audi, which is their personality that lives in the exterior world versus their Innie, which is the person at work. Because their Audi is experiencing like normal life. And, and the benefit of being in Audi is you don't have a work day. You just go to work and then you blank out and then you wake up and you're ready to start your evening and you're free. And your innie is like a prisoner because they never get, they don't leave the office. They don't go outside. They don't sleep even. Like we learn, they have to just kind of like get used to sort of feeling rested, but without actually experiencing going to sleep. They're really just, an unending workday broken up by getting ready to leave and then arriving. And they don't even know when it's been like a weekend or a weeknight. And so, I mean, it raises all kinds of like existential questions about like, what is work? And like, are these separate people, even though they share the same body, if they're not having the same experiences, like does your identity exist outside of your memory? And, and even the idea that's raised in, I think the second episode if the yeah. person stops working at Lumen and just goes to work somewhere else, does there any, is that like a death? Like there any stops being activated. So does that personality die? Uh, yeah. And I think it's really good at raising all these questions, but I don't, I don't think it's as good as an actual commentary about working and going to the office. Mm. Uh, interesting points. Yeah, I, I feel like uh, the uh, Charlie Kaufman comparison is is really apt here because there definitely is like you know a being John Malkovich quality to like where they, where uh, um, they worked like Catherine Keener worked on the the floor like the low the half seven and a floor. half floor of the yeah, Merton the Slammer building. No, oh, not good pull. Uh, yeah, the seven and a half floor and also uh, just like the technology is very eternal sunshine, uh, that they're employing to make the severance. Yeah. I compare it to, I would say Charlie Kaufman meets an episode of black mirror. I would also throw like, there's a Philip K. Dick sort of aspect yes. to it. The, I feel like what it's best at is evoking that existential nightmare dread of like, what if you were trapped in this office forever and you couldn't mm -hmm. get out because your external self, who's you, but your external self, it doesn't want to leave, enjoys this setup. It's just that you have to be trapped in this nightmare forever that you can't ever escape. And the only way out is just being blotted out of existence. Like you're never going to get to go experience the outside world. You're just the work self. And I think it's really good at evoking that. I think what it's not as good at is it feels like it's trying to do this kind of satire of office culture, almost like yeah. you remember that comedy central show corporate. 
Yes. Like that show was so good at mocking and really sharply observing and mocking what it's like to work at a corporation and work in that stifling, claustrophobic, paranoid, lifeless office environment. And I feel like this show doesn't really evoke that for me. It purely evokes the existential dread stuff and not really the office space stuff. And listen, I'm I'm going to throw this out there just between you, me, and the our dear listeners here. Yes. I wouldn't necessarily throw this around as an accusation. But it does occur to me that mm-hmm. Ben Stiller, not a guy who's worked in that many corporations like this. Like, a Ooh. guy who has been mm-hmm. a famous working actor, writer, comedian, and a guy I respect the hell out of. Listen, he was... Yeah. Uh, you know, a, a, a talent who has been throughout my lifetime very influential. Go all the way back to the Ben Stiller show. There's, sure, reality uh, bites. Fun stuff. I go yep. way back with Mr. Stiller. No offense, men. But I don't feel like this show is really coming from a place of super knowledgeability about cubicle life. Yeah, a lot of the stuff uh, that takes place in the office, it's, you know, very cliche, like kind of uh, office commentary that you've seen it it doesn't feel lived in in the way that more specific on point office satires do yeah also there's i don't know if it it doesn't really take place in 2022 it's like or or no it's near future for sure yeah yeah and like the, the technology and everything happening it's it's kind of in its own world uh, I, I feel like the sh- if there's anything the show could use a little bit more of, I wouldn't mind. And maybe we'll get this as it goes along. I, I've we've only seen three the three episodes that are available on Apple TV Plus, but I think it could use a little more world building. Like, oh, even the computers that they use. Like, I get it; they probably aren't allowed to have the internet to talk to their outside world selves. No, that's a purposeful like aesthetic choice that they're using these real throwback '80s style computers. Yeah, but it's like, oh, why is it so old school like that? And yeah, it it's almost it almost suffers by like like the art direction is almost like, oh, uh, a little too cute by a skosh uh, almost there. Uh, but that being said, it's a compelling sci fi uh, d- with a weird dy- dystopian near future situation. And uh, and and it does endeavor to ask some big questions. And as Lon was saying, some are really compelling and some uh, it's like, oh, OK, I don't know if the commentary is quite there, but I'm on board. Uh, I really enjoy the hell of it. I think uh, Adam's it's nice to see Adam Scott uh, uh, here. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen him in a minute. And uh, I also uh, like, um, you know, John Turturro has a nice turn. All the co-workers are great. Britt Lauer. Uh, is uh, uh, excellent uh, as uh, the new co-worker uh, at the office as well. So, yeah, I, I, I definitely recommend checking this out. Severance, Apple TV+. And, and finally, Alon uh, and I watched uh, The Cuphead Show on Netflix. Uh, th- this was just, this, was, uh, this is a, uh, an animated show about uh, a cuphead and a mughead. These, these two, I guess, brothers... They're brothers. They're living with a with a old kettle man, uh, in in a cottage in the woods. I have not, it's based on a video game. Hal, I have not played the game. Me neither. Cuphead. 
that introduces these characters in their home on the Inkwell Isles. Uh, but the game, like the show, is done in this very, uh, you know, sort of throwback, very cool retro style, like like a 30s cartoon, like a classic 30s cartoon. It feels um, like Mickey Mouse meets Looney Tunes. Well, and even, or even before action. that, like that, that almost that Betty Boop, that really surreal, mm-hmm. early... Uh, sort of pre, I, yeah, I would say almost pre-Looney Tunes kind of style. Like yeah. Felix the Cat almost. Uh, but where it's it's sort of bursting with life. Like every corner of the screen has something going on. There's a lot of intricate detail. It's very fluid. Uh, and it's it's the, it, there's a darkness to it. And that's what I think is so cool about both that 30s animation that we're talking about and Cuphead, the world of Cuphead, where like the devil and hell are a big function of this world. And like mm-hmm. it goes to these like kind of sinister places, but without losing the loopy zany cartooniness yeah joyousness yeah it yeah it's joyous yet uh and dark i mean these are innocent innocent boobs but at the same time the devil is trying to reap souls and uh and it's yeah it's zany slam bang action uh and but it's endearing and sweet. It it, it was really uh, I, I was pleasantly surprised by this. And it's super bite sized. These are like fifteen minute episodes that you could just plow through. Not even. I mean, I think the cartoon itself is probably about ten ten minute episodes all all in, and then the rest yeah. is credits and yeah. And it's wild. I would say it's got like uh, a, like a, a little dash of like Ren and Stimpy to it. It's like j- just as far as like the flavor of the cartoon, very enjoyable. Um, not a big commitment. I would say, you know, get really loaded, put this on. Oh and my ju- God. <laughs> Folks, listen, I would never recommend that you use intoxicants before watching any of this content. Please only stream sober. Please. Uh, you know what? That's where Lon and I part ways. Every, oh my every, god! Every once in a while, I'll have a sip Get of schnapps. Loaded. What? What? What are you? What is this? Is this a crack cocaine that you're using? What are you? Oh, what are you I will have a on? sip of schnapps and fire up a big glass bowl. What crack. kind of schnapps? What? 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 What's your variety? Peach schnapps? Licorice schnapps? Yeah, horrible, disgusting. <laughs> Worst. Uh, the worst of all schnapps. Yes, yes, the worst I like schnapp. Apple schnapps or peach schnapps. I would be fine. Give with, me but... some black licorice schnapps oh, and disgusting. put on some toilet cam, some toilet cam footage. This is end this now. Put me out Call of my misery. Call it a weekend. Oh, disgusting. Oh, you know that was my gross runner for the episode. Yeah, I know. I may or may not bring back a gross runner. That's the the title of your memoir, The Gross Runner, The How Rudnick Story. Yes. (laughs) Folks, that's all the shows we've watched. That's it. I've watched nothing else. That's not true. I watched House of Gucci, but Hal has it yet, so we'll get to it at some point. Oh, I very much want to. It's available oh, for v- VOD. House of Gucci's on Please VOD right it. now. Uh, hoot Hoot, Owl Nation, uh, where my gahooligans at? Uh, They're out there. Starburns Audio, thanks for having us. Travis Reeves, thank you, my good man, for producing us. Jason Kay, thank you, my good man, for making a song to open up the show. Uh, Lon Harris, uh, a, pl- a pleasure chatting with you as always. Uh, do you want to tell folks where they can find you? 
Uh, they can find me on Twitter at L-O-N-S. That's the best place to do it. I keep uh, updates about whatever I'm working on over there. And uh, if you want to read streaming news by me for free five days a week, uh, you got to get that Inside Streaming newsletter. That's inside.com slash streaming to sign up for that. I review stuff, uh, calendar of what's coming up, uh, you know, all, all that good stuff. Very good. And you can find me at Hal Rutnick on Twitter and Instagram. Join me, won't you? Thanks again for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch boys, bitch boys. Bitch boys, bitch boys.